Okay, now we get into the thing. Hello, hello, and welcome to... Which one is this? <laughs> uh, Gaiden. To Late Night Gaiden. Hello, hello, and welcome to Late Night Gaiden. I'm Nick. I'm Ryan. And this is your home for talking about Mario. And his brother, Green Mario. And their uncle, Morio. And their sister, Luigi of the Mountain. <laughs> That's my favorite Fist of the North Star character. <laughs> okay. Not what I was going for, but maybe there's something there. I don't know. <sighs> Hi, Nick. How's it going? You know, it's not going that bad. Bills are paid. Things are going on. Holidays are coming. I need to pay rent. Oh, no. You got to do that. Yeah. Have you felt the the spirit of the season come over you? Because I'm going to be honest, I haven't been feeling it yet. I I was walking into Dunkin' Donuts earlier to get a little breakfast lunch, a little breakfast for lunch, mm -hmm. and I, I started singing uh, uh, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. So I think it's here. I think it has arrived. I think it just showed up. Wow. But okay. like, but like, it's not in it's not in the house yet. Like you just saw the holiday season's car just like park in your driveway so you're just like oh i got like 15 seconds to put on my christmas pants i, I gotta put a pot <laughs> of coffee get on like that's like that, that was like that's that's where we're at i believe jeez <laughs> okay um i actually i went out the other day to buy some chocolate covered coffee beans um yeah which we were discussing earlier uh, I ate a quarter pound of coffee beans last night. Don't do it, kids. Don't eat a quarter pound of coffee beans. That's a weight for hamburgers. Um, I mean, like, they, they are chocolate covered, so you gotta give them that. But, like, have you ever just eaten just, like, a straight coffee bean? Probably, yeah. I think I I probably did that when I was at working at the Tuscan or something. But it's, like, not a thing you really want to do. Just, like... It's grody. Yeah, especially like I've got I've got some fresh work done in my mouth, um, so I can't I, I just can't really chew them on that side, or I'm gonna strip some shit out of my teeth. Um, Ugh, yeah, don't no. Ugh. But anyway, while I was there, I got myself um, an eggnog latte. Really? Yeah it it was all right. I guess I don't know. It it didn't really bring me into it. That's what I'm saying. Still haven't felt the spirit, the spirit of the season come over me. I mean, if an egg, if an eggnog latte does not do it for you, you might be lost. I'll tell you what. I've, I'll after finals, I'll see how I'm feeling. Uh, yeah. Although immediately after finals, I have to go back to the dentist again and get some more work done. So after the finals, <laughs> I'm gonna be <laughs> sitting in my parents' house with fucking like gauze in my mouth. Just, just tell them to to put in a little uh, uh, wintergreen into the uh, nitrous oxide. Just get a little tree smell as you get happy. <laughs> I've never had, I've never actually had the nitrous. Like it's just, I'm just having a filling redone because the thing got unseated. But maybe I'll, I don't <sighs> know, act really nervous. Okay, we have to stop talking about like tooth things. What if I act really nervous oh. and bring a knife? Then will they put me down? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Doc, you put me out, or I'm taking you out. I'll report in on the next episode. <laughs> how well, that the next episode. How that goes. 
We'll talk about the next episode later. Oh, right. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So you were telling me that you had something you've been thinking about lately. Yeah. I don't know what got me on this train, but like I was thinking about Mario. You know Mario. Mar- yeah, Mario. Mario Mario. Yeah, and his brother Luigi Mario. Yeah. Um, says he's a plumber. Never see him holding a wrench. That motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Today we're putting Mario on blast. It's part of our new series, putting beloved uh, system mascots on blast. Uh, look Just forward to Mario's... next week when we're who? Who's the beloved system mascot of the original Xbox? I guess it's the Master Chief. It's Blinks the Time Sweeper. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then Gex covered the PS2. The P- the PlayStation? The original PlayStation? I forget. I don't know. I don't know if Gex even had a PS2 game. I'm pretty but sure I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure he was wearing like a black suit and had a gun on the cover. That's like all of them though. Oh, no, that was a PlayStation game. All right. Um so yeah, I was thinking about Mario and like what struck me as weird with the with the Mario games is that like a handful of the old ones are just like crystallized perfectly in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know 100% what those games are to me anyway. Like I'm, I'm you know. But like the newer ones, especially like the 2D revival ones and then uh I don't know, what was it, 3D Land on the 3DS? Uh, Super Mario 3D Land, yes. Um, yeah. yeah. They just blur into, like, one sort of vague, okay, I guess, but sort of mediocre mess to me. And I was trying to figure out, like, why that is. I think a large part of it is because I'm not, you know, 14. That, 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 that may be a large part of it. Yeah, I I can definitely say that most of like my feelings on Star Road and such, and like st- like Star Road, Mortal Kombat, and Night at the Roxbury the movie, like any fondness I have for those, I can trace back to a very specific sunset uh, sunrise I watched once at a formative age. Mm. But yeah. So what I eventually came up with is that those, the earlier Mario games, specifically like 3 and World, and to a certain extent 2, but just kind of maybe not as much because 2 is such an oddball game because it's, you know, Doki Doki Panic or whatever, had like a really specific sense of space that I don't think the newer games have. Like, think about how... Like, what it looks like between levels in, like, Super Mario World, and compare that to, like, one of the new 2D games, where you're just kind of, like, following a path to different blue spots, and there's kind of, like, a thing floating in the background that, you know, previews the next level or whatever. There's no there's no loop around in any of the new games. Mm. Like, uh, it, it happened with... Uh, it happened in 3... And it definitely happened in World, because World, especially when you think of the Forest of Illusion, yeah, which that, that's actually, go ahead, yes, you can say that to mean like not like a collection of levels and also that spot on the map and a bunch of things, but like that it was a it, 
and, and even with Star Road, just the fact that like, uh, okay, I don't know why I'm bringing this out already, but in it, the world feel, even though it's like a number of separate areas and individual like instance levels, it's almost got that sort of like uh, Dark Soulsy vibe of like, no, actually everything's interconnected, yeah. and like you can find new ways to get back to earlier parts. It, that yes. Like it's it's a like, contiguous world that's all interconnected. Yeah, it, three had that a lot less mm-hmm. because you would move on to a new, like to a every new map was instanced. Yeah. yeah, so like you couldn't go back to any of the the world one levels once you made it to two or beyond. But uh, the, it did have this idea of like there were multiple paths on the world map to get around, and uh, was it the one that's. Uh, the one that's got that like separate island that you can get into a canoe and go over and like there's just like hey this is a little island with nothing but toad houses and bonus games on it mm. like there's reasons to explore in that overworld setting and just like the cases where they're just like hey you can just totally skip this level yeah. like was it right right there on the first map like that's it, it hits you early with it yeah like um, you feel like you're you're moving through a physical place and not just like a progression of stages and even yeah. with, like, even in 3, where there are, like, these separate maps, pretty much, like, each of them has such a strong identity on its own. Like, there's, you know, the place that's all deserts and pyramids for whatever reason. And then it's, like, World 3 is the underwater one, where you get the frog suits and everything. And then there's the world where everything is just big for some reason. And then there's <laughs> the world that's all pipe maze and stuff. Like, they all have these really specific identities that, like, they could pull that out and make that work in in the modern games where it's just kind of like going level to level to level to level where it could just be like, okay, for these eight levels before you go on to the next palette of eight levels, they're all gonna be like this. But I think for the large like the large part they don't. See, so the thing that I'm trying to think of is in three and especially in worlds, and I think we've actually mentioned this talking about these games before, but a big part of what makes every level memorable is the fact that they weren't afraid to, to like come up with new game mechanics just for a single level. Like, mm-hmm. so like, like not only does every, and you know, talking about three again, not only does every overworld map have a theme, but then each level in there has some sort of gimmick that is based around whether, you know, thinking about the, 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 the desert one, just like, okay, here's the one with the angry sun. Here's yeah. the one that's, you know, a desert pipe maze. Here's the one where you're inside of a pyramid. Here's the one that's got this specific maze section at the end. Here's the one with these weird tornadoes. Yeah. And like, they're not all like that, but it's, you know, it's scattered around that like, sometimes you might just see a thing that's not, you know, that, never comes up again. And I feel like like I'm not an expert on the newer games. I played what was the one the new S- Super Mario Brothers second Wii. one on the Wii. I think it was the the one that we played a whole bunch and then played with your mom that one time? Was that the first one or the second one? I believe that was the first one. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yes, I'm looking at the box now and that's correct. Yeah. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Maybe it's something about the naming convention too, like Well It's not it's, kinda... it's not too far off from what they used to be because it's like, well there's Mario Brothers. It's like, well we made a new one and it's like more better. What do we call it? Super Mario Brothers. 
it, I, the way that they're naming them, I think, actually also sums up sort of like the mechanical design choices that they're putting into it. Because, again, like, they bring in new mechanics. Like, was it that one had the weird propeller hat and... Mm-hmm. They'll they'll still do the things like it's separated into world and it's like okay here's your ice world and here's your desert world and here's your green green grass world, but they even even if they have that theme it's just there's no there's nothing real memorable about individual levels and I think part of that is because while they will create new mechanics they will then go and just sort of run through all of the permutations to fill it out to a full game. It's like, okay, here's the level where you have, like, the tilt the Wii controller to control the platforms, but there's going to be one of those in the ice world and one of those in the desert world and one of those as a castle. Mm. And it's like, all right, here's one that's got a whole bunch of swinging. Here's one Here's the one with the timing blocks. Yeah. It's it's a lot of the same stuff. Like, even if it's new for the game, it's very samey throughout the inside of the game. Mm. And that, like, like, you know, that's me. I definitely look at the mechanical more than the thematic, but like I can look at those games and be like, no, yeah, there was like a, a series of lava levels and there was a series of ice levels, but it basically, it only got as deep as the bullet points on the back of the box. It's like, all right, here's your three new power-ups. You got an ice flower, a penguin suit and a propeller hat. And then there's going to be an ice. There's like seven worlds that each have a theme, and that is exactly what the game is. Like and like, was it 3D Land? Was the one where it was just like, "Fuck it, everything's got tails now." And it's just like for the whole yes. game, everything's got tails. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like, okay, like here's our new mechanic, but we're gonna stretch that out. Mm. Just like, okay, no, this we're gonna try to apply that to the whole game and see what happens and like they work but there's not as much in the new games as there was in the old games like i can i can tell you i can tell you like things i remember from the new games but anything that i mentioned you can probably find at least three or four examples of it throughout the game and i will not remember which one i'm thinking of in particular i remember i think i i I think I played all of 3D Land. Like, I think I finished that game. I remember mm-hmm. there's a level with a Bowser where you run towards him and you dodge fireballs, kind of like in a Sonic game where you run away from the boss and dodge things on three lanes, kind of like that. Yep. And I remember there was a level with, like, a big tall tower in the center and all around it was sand and big fishes would come out of the sand. Those are the things. <laughs> All right, now I'm looking at more stuff. You got like dark levels where you control a light. You got underground levels. You got yeah, like I might be, I might be doing these games a disservice. Like I feel like I could have qualified that up front when I said, you know, I'm not 14. Uh, what I kind of meant was like I don't have, like I've not devoted the same level of time to these games as I did to like. Super Mario World, because that was one of, you know, four games that I had to play for a couple years. Um, so there there may be an aspect of that. Like, you know, maybe 10 years down the line, 20 years, 15 years down the line, there's going to be kids, you know, who are playing Super Mario 3D Land now and, you know, looking at, 
don't know, new Ultra Mario for NX3. For NX3. Um, and saying, oh man, this isn't like it was back in Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, on the course they're on, though, it will be, yeah, though. Like, yeah. Like, that, that's sort of the weird part. Like, they didn't they finally just give up, and they just said, nope, we've established what Mario is, and now here, you make the levels, and, and like, that's what Mario Maker is. And especially because, like, something about the visual and, like, audio style that they've stuck to where it's like, you know, there's wah-wahs and things like that, you know? Just like visual, maybe because, but but again, it's this idea of nothing, nothing really stands out because it's you know the same kind of enemies, just you know new background tiles and just things used over and over. Like I, I pulled up the wiki and now I'm just looking, and it's just like here's World Eight. Uh, the level contains more falling debris and spinning wheels on the ground. Those are in every other world. Uh. The fire bars. You remember fire bars? Mm-hmm. This course is auto scrolling and has tilting platforms. Uh, here's a level with potabos. You know, it's like, like okay, potabos. yeah. Like I'm looking at the last level of the game, and it's just like, okay, it's definitely using parts that we've seen before here in the game. Like it's it. So it's it's not just I think um having the time to devote to it, but it's about. Seeing it, 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 seeing things for the first time, because mm. you know, it's, it's the argument's been made with Mario Kart that you know, whichever Mario Kart you play first is your favorite, mm. because those games have been similar enough with just like subtle or like very um almost minutia differences, mm. whereas so- something like listen, Mario Three and Mario World are probably the best Mario games, at least if you want to stick to the 2D Mario games. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I, I think, like, if, if you gave somebody and, like, had them go backwards, that would still go, that, that would still be the case, just because, like, once you see, you know, a little bit of a new Mario, you've seen enough of it, and, mm-hmm. like, it just blurs together. But in in 3D in in 3 and world it's just you know every level you're seeing something new that you might not see again and like some things just looked real weird in those games yeah like be, no, because going, it wasn't like it, it wasn't like you know oh we made a koopa and we made this koopa look like the best version of a koopa that we could make so now we're going to use it everywhere it's just like not here's something weird here's like i don't know a buzzy beetle here's something else like they just kept adding like even if they sort of behaved the same they looked different Mm. and like you know that sort of thing like like if if you had told me like okay you know new super mario brothers there's a ice world one of those ice worlds you meet a giant ice blue koopa okay that would be memorable even if it only appeared in one level but you'd just be like oh yeah the level with that yeah it's um we actually played most of yoshi's woolly world mm-hmm. the other week and it it kind of suffers from a similar problem mhm where like they they do like they do a better job where like worlds are themed but then 
each level within a world has a specific gimmick and they don't repeat the gimmicks too often. But just sort of like with the gameplay, it's just like, all right, you go through, you throw an egg, and uh, then you sort of get to the end. So it's like, I can remember a lot of levels from that game, but none of them were like too challenging or had too much to explore. Mm. Actually, thinking back on it, there's some stuff. Like there's one level where just like middle of the game, out of nowhere, they're just like, oh, by the way, in this level, there are like, there's these little birds, like half hashed out of shells, and they're made of clouds. So you can throw them like regular eggs because they're still mostly in an egg. Hmm. But then because they're made of clouds, they leave platforms that you can walk on. And just like, oh, okay. And I think I think we've only seen that level like twice in the whole game. I'll give you that. If you want to do like one level that's just sort of exhausts a mechanic, okay. But then don't do that mechanic again. Yeah. Just like in in world, there's that that one area of Bowser's castle that you don't eat okay maybe actually it's the part one of the parts you do have to see no matter which door you pick but where there's like the on off blocks for the lights yeah where ninji appear yeah like do either do ninjis or like lights on and off appear anywhere else in that game I don't think so yeah it's just like like but but that's the thing it's like you could say that the new games are less memorable to us because we've seen so much Mario before. And they are definitely on purpose trying to represent older Mario games and just be like, mm-hmm. this is more of what you loved. But like even within the games, there's less freshness yeah, I think... than there was in, you know, a single playthrough of like in all the new Super Mario Brothers games that they put out, maybe altogether it adds up to just sort of like the gimmick density that was in world. I think I've kind of figured it out over the course of this conversation, like kind of focused on my feelings about it a little more. Like, yeah, what I think really gets me is that there's less of a feeling of exploration, both in that there's less, it feels like there's less space to actually explore. And the things that you find there are just going to be more of the same. Like, yeah. Thinking back on, on world again, like, like you said, like the Forest of Illusion and stuff, like it's possible to just get stuck in a loop there and you have to like go back through the levels to find the secret exit to find the place that actually like lets you advance. And like that's something that would never happen like in one of these games because these days because it's like, okay, you beat the level, you go on to the next one. You know, it's just very direct linear sort of thing. Yeah, um, if, if, you're, if you're going to have an overworld, it needs to have some sort of mechanical difference yeah. from just, like, a list of levels you pick off of. Yeah. Which, like, they do, but just, like, the most minimal way. Like, sometimes question mark blocks are floating on it, so you just jump and you get a one-up, which is, in its own way, meaningless. Mm. Uh. So, yeah, those are my Mario thoughts. Those are pretty good. I do want to finish playing through 3D World. What if I'm just a um, crotchety old man, though? I mean, you are. <laughs> if nothing else, you spend en- enough time with me, and I've been a crotchety old man since I was like 12. The things so. that children enjoy are not as good as the things that in- I enjoyed when I was a child. I told you about how I installed Specialist the other day, right? Yeah. Okay. Listen, I don't know if you caught it when I said it on the stream the other day, but I think the Specialist might be a bad game. 
It's a little bad. Like, it, but you can throw katanas. It's a fun game, but also the best way to play that game is just to jump and back kick everyone. Yeah. Like there's so like the game is like full of different guns and you can do like loadout customization with like weight levels and stuff where you're like, okay, if I take the dual pistols, then I can't do a backflip off the wall, but if I do, I can still have the wall run and then I have dual pistols, which is cool. But what it all boils down to is like actually the mechanically best way to play that game is to just go empty and just dragon kick people. And it's a fucking Half-Life engine game, so, like, first-person <laughs> melee combat is not the the forte of that engine. I I think it might have a little more than that, but yeah. It's, I don't know, it's kind of like what uh, Austin's been writing about on Giant Bomb, about, like, hey, sometimes when there's not a mechanical best reason to do something in a game, that's when you really get creative with it. Yeah. Which... And eh, maybe that's what specialist suffers from. Yeah, like there's definitely it it is a space where you can decide, you know what would be really cool. Like that I feel like that's actually that's why the specialist is the specialists, because like they're just like, you know what, people like these movies where like people jump and have guns and stuff. What if we just put a bunch of guns and stuff in this game and we made a map that's kinda like the lobby from the Matrix scene? And then there you go. Um, but like actually playing it competitively with people who just want to back kick you is suffering. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could say that about most like top tier competitive communities yeah. for games. Yeah. Is that it's just suffering because like, like games are man made systems, and like unless insane people created them mostly by mistake, they're pretty easily solvable with enough manpower looking at it. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and then I got a Mario thing to mention. What? Okay. This week's episode is brought to you by not falling in love with the stone. I'm sorry? This was sort of like a idiom anecdote that uh, one of my co-workers told to me yesterday in a particularly pensive mood. Okay. Um, imagine that you're walking down a road right and there's a rock in your path and it's not a road you're familiar with so you know you trip over the rock and you fall down it's okay you learn from your mistakes the next you know it, everyone makes mistakes it happens you pick yourself up you keep going the but if you go down that road again maybe you're distracted maybe whatever's going on but you know chances are if you do it enough you'll remember that that stone is there now ideally you see it coming, and you step out of the way, or you step around it. But sometimes, you know, even though you know the rock is there, you still hit it, you still fall down. And again, it happens. The problem, and the thing that you really gotta watch out for, is, you know, we all find a certain comfort in the things that we find familiar, even if there's things that are not good for us. You may start to like this rock that you trip over because the falling down and knowing the rock is there there's a familiarity to that and you may enjoy it because it's familiar but you have to even if you enjoy it you have to get past it because it is bad for you you must be wary of falling in love with the stone 
get. I like it. Yeah. And now back to the show. All right. Um, so let me tell you about something that happened to me the other day. Okay. Uh, we were at the mall. We were there to see the Rift Tracks live event where they showed and riffed over Santa Claus meets the Ice Cream Bunny. The Ice Cream Bunny? It was sort of a nightmare vehicle. Okay. It was, pre- it was pretty great, actually. Uh, not as good as Santa Claus Conquers the Martians in terms of what I actually just watched that movie. Um, but they did, like, push a lot of animals fruitlessly, like, for a long time. It was weird. Wait, what? <laughs> That's a different episode. Okay. But so we had like 45 minutes before the movie started. And that mall has a Dave and Buster's in it. Uh, I had never... I had been in a Dave and Buster's once before. And it was when we went the week after they took the Mech Warrior pods out of the one at the Palisades Mall. Fuck. Also known as the worst learning of my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we went in there and we were looking around and I was very happy because first of all, like it was at most half ticket games. Okay. A lot of and, like, ball, a lot of um, that one where you shoot basketballs really fast. Yeah. But like, there was also like a lot of like, you know, light gun games and a lot of sit in a chair with a steering wheel racing games. I'm like, all right, I can deal with that. All right. Uh, but then we were there. And one stuck out to me because it was Mario Kart. Okay. It's Mario Kart arcade game. Mario Kart. It's specifically, Mario Kart Arcade GPDX. That's a mouthful. It's the third Mario Kart arcade game. Okay. Um. And it was weird. Alright, so... It's an arcade game. And it's a, it's a arcade racing game, so it was four machines all hooked together. Sure. And oh, it's still it's still four player. Is it like a specific port of one of the console games? It's unique to arcades. Okay. It's like the third in a series of of the arcade games. And it's it's really weird. And only now, while I'm I'm looking up stuff for it, I'm learning we played a very weird specific version of it. Because uh, we had three players. Okay. And it, it... Okay, so... You sit down. And first of all, you have a wheel in front of you, so it already feels wrong. You have pedals. I've never played a Mario Kart game with pedals before. Um, if you slam on both of them at the same time, do you hop a little bit? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I figured it out. Uh, but So, like, it does weird... It Okay. You pick a car. You, oh, I don't know where to start, but like, because so so much of it is just like reminiscent of like regular Mario Kart. Because it's just like, you know, there are power ups like green shells and bananas and whatever, and it's Mario characters. Like we picked, I was Rosalina, and there was Wario and Bowser and whatever going on. Okay. Um, yeah, Mario characters, but then. They're like, oh boy, 
like there's arcadey stuff. So like to use an item, there's just a big flashing blue button next to the steering wheel. Okay, sure, nice. There's like the pedals. There's the the like course selection screen looks exactly like Cruising USA's course selection screen, except. Mario Kart tracks, which, by the way, not one in any other Mario Kart game, like, all unique to this. Really? Yeah. Um, like, Sky Arena. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um, it is... Listen, I've I've played a lot of Mario Kart games. You have played a lot of Mario Kart. I feel like we should, um, we should reestablish, if anyone doesn't know about your relation to Mario Kart, you play a lot of Mario Kart. You have played a lot of Mario Kart, and I imagine you will continue to, and you hate it. It's not that I hate it. It's that it gives me an existential crisis <laughs> in most cases. Um, okay, You so find he... Mario Kart upsetting. Yes. Um, although I have come to terms with I really like the idea of doing uh, time trial cash games. Okay. I think I think that is the ideal way to play Mario Kart. Um and m- my personal pick is still Mario Kart Wii, though really in any one of them that makes sense. But let me tell you about where this game goes weird. Um so my understanding is this was our experience because we did three player version. Okay. Um you pick your character and then the roulette starts. <laughs> so go on. It picks Everyone gets the roulette, and everyone just hits it. And here's what's picked. Your cart, because there there's, like, a bunch oh. of unique carts. So, like, there's a cart based on uh, Luigi's vacuum from Luigi's Mansion. There's a cart that's, like, a big six-wheel drill. There's a pirate ship. They they had the Turbo Dolphin. I love having that there. There's something called the Ultra Leon. I did not see that when we were playing, but it's a <laughs> good name. There's also just one that's just a freaking jet plane. Just Whatever. Um, Ultra and they do have Leon. Yeah. Uh, like I, I have this page open, but I don't want to show you until after I tell you about some of these things in here. Okay. Um, but then not only are you, are you, is your cart being picked randomly, but your items are picked randomly. Like the items that are on the, like in the power ups. No. So basically um, imagine if this was like a call of duty or something and you basically have a loadout for items, there's, like, one ahead-of-you item that's, like, a green shell, or I'm just reading down this list here, a green shell, a chain chomp, a red shell, a black shell, a gold shell, a thunder stick, a mustache they're, rocket. They're inventing new shells. These are non-cannon yes. shells. There's a Bowser shell. It looks neat. A tub or a triple tub? You can shoot a tornado, but basically, like, all your front attack items... Uh, you have an interference item slot, which is your bananas, your gold bananas, banana trains, uh, uh, pork you get, puffer, like, five of them in a row, right? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Uh, thumbtacks, smoke screens, pies, fake item boxes, rabbit ears. Okay, so like, so you're you're getting your drop random, behind you stuff. You're getting a random selection of items. So that's the thing. You get an in front of you, a behind you, and a special, which is like boo, star, invisible, it's that kind of stuff. Lightning bolts. Um, the dizziness virus from Dr. Mario. Sorry. I don't know. Energy drinks. The egg of mystery. Ooh, that sounds good. Um, I, I want one of those. But so yeah, so each player 
gets like one for each of these slots and then when you get on when you're playing when you're actually playing it you still pick up item boxes but you get randomly one of the three from your loadout okay so you just get front item basically yeah um also something else i have to mention before we go too much further um not only are they making up like new items they're also doing weird shit uh one of the playable characters is Don Chan, the fucking drum from Taiko from... Drum Master. <laughs> okay. I like Just that. You... But why the fuck is he in there? There's also a strawberry palette swap. I mean, I think it's just a Japanese arcade thing, I guess. Yeah, but just... <laughs> it's a hell of a thing to see him in there. You ever, um, you ever play, play Taiko? It's fun. I, I forget, know. I forget where and how I played it, but uh, they had the the theme from Fist of the North Star in it, and it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> you a shock. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like it does weird things with the items. The 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 way you actually play it is basically the same, though. It's got coins, it's got power-up boxes. You, you, you tap, you slam on the brake real quick to go into a drift, and then you let off and slam on the, the gas in order to uh, activate your boost, which charges up as you go. But, like, it'll okay. do a weird thing. Like, it puts, like, a, a gauge on screen while you're drifting to show your boost charging up to level three. Which, it's not I just guess, colored sparks. No, like, like it's very discreet. Hey, you're, like, halfway to boost level two. Okay. Like, oh, all right. Um, which I kind of appreciate. And actually, the, the Mario Kart drifting feels real good with a physical wheel. Can we, I gotta tell you. Can we double back for a second? When you said yeah. you, you get a random cart, do those like still have mechanical effects? Because eventually they introduced like cart customization. Yes. Right. So th like that's the thing. I got the one that's just a jet at one time, and that's real good. Only in the air. Everywhere else, it's like kind of not that great. That's kind of fucked up. That yeah. you're just randomly getting that. So again, I think this is because we were playing the the three player mode. Okay. Um, which was still fun. It adds in a, a computer player to round it out to the full four. And then, like, it's, it's like, all the tracks are, like, really super short. There's no, like, free game for first, again, at least in the three-player mode. But, like, it was actually pretty fun. It does this thing. The, the machines have cameras on them. Okay. Because after you pick your character, it then gives you, like, that character's, like, hair as a costume, which it overlays on the camera. So then you take a picture of your face, like, with Rosalina hair on. That that way, when somebody Why? is coming up behind you, they see your picture with the, the, the thing on. Why? I'll tell you this. Like, it's not just of the character you picked. You can swap out for certain others, like a pirate or, like, a soldier helmet or stuff like that. A number of them I recognize directly coming from Tank, 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 where they did the same facial feature thing for the Wii U. Okay. I mean, I guess, I guess if you're playing with like a handful of human people and you're still in a race with like a bunch of, you know, bots, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's useful to know like you're coming up on an actual human person. Yeah, it, it was actually kind of neat. I actually really appreciated it. Like, it didn't have to be there, but it made me happy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so here's one of the things that one of the reasons why I must go back and play more. Um. If you're playing with two or four people, it is a two-player co-op racing mode. 
Okay, I, I guess it's two players versus versus bots. Okay. Um, one of the things that happens in this is you combine cards. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> there is a fusion card. If you get close enough to each other and like stay racing near each other, you both get a shield called a friendship shield. Okay. But then something. I think it is a special item that you can pick up that lets you just slam your carts together and one player continues to drive and the other just gets a fucking cannon and can light up other players on the track. Oh my god. It sounds fantastic. Like, the only way we saw it was it was just, like, in a uh, an eye-catch, like, uh, loading screen tip. Much like Lost Planet 2. Much like Lost Planet 2. But it was just like, oh yeah, no, if you're playing two-player co-op, you could just become a tank whenever you want. It's just like, okay, we should do that. 1vs plus 1vs equals... You'll never find out. <laughs> yeah. God, I want to play so much more of that game, too. Uh, but yeah, so like, there's just like wacky shit in this game. Like, I would love to know like what some of these... Are. So I think here, here's the thing that I'm looking at here. Um... I think if you play by yourself, there is almost like a regular Grand Prix mode, which I think will have like free game for first and whatever. Yeah. And I think you pick carts and load out items okay. in that mode. Um, plus that has like the multiple CCs again and all of that. Uh... Weird. Oh, actually, okay. I think that's actually a dip switch, whether it's the roulette or whether you get to pick. A dip so. switch? It's an arcade machine thing. It's like physical switches for, oh. like, machine settings. Oh, weird. Well, at least they used to be physical switches. They're probably all digital now. But, like, yeah, it's like when you put it into service mode, it'd be like, okay, here's all the button testing. Also, how many quarters equals a credit? Also, you know. Okay, it, I see. Do you fight Ermac in this game? Yeah. That's, I would like that to be one of the options in a Mario Kart game. <laughs> like how Step Mania, you can set it between, like, free play and ask for quarters mode. But it's yeah, Step exactly. Mania, and you're playing it on a PC. So what the fuck is going on? Um, Wait, by collecting Mario coins, a player can unlock new content? Is this like an arcade game with persistence? I mean, it probably has, like, you know, a scan card system or whatever, right? I didn't see it on that one, although in the modern age, like you don't put quarters into machines. It, like it's got a, a, whoops, I bumped it. You get it's your, got your David Buster swipe card. Yeah, so now I have a card that has like half of fifteen bucks left, and I gotta go play more Mario Kart. Jeez. Um, but it was just it was just so weird because it was like, yes, this is so Mario Kart, but just seeing how they like, like just sort of like chopped and screwed it to be an arcade sort of like chaos party mode play this one round at a time kind of thing like i don't it was just so it was surreal it was extremely surreal mm. uh and i want to play more of it because i have a problem well let's 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 get you more of it using the most powerful method we have Online petitions. We need you, dear listeners, to sign our petition to ask Nintendo to make ports of their Mario Kart arcade games. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you for joining us and listening to us talk about Mario for a bit and yeah. about how it's kind of dumb, I guess, but also so great. Uh, please, Mario's good. I like it. I like Mario. 
But there was a time when it was better than it is in the modern. When it was still made in the Japanese style. Yeah, but it's got wall jumping now, so that kind of... Ah, it does have wall jumping. That's a thing, like, if I had a Wii U, I would be torn over not liking the visuals of the new Mario style, but also it has wall jumping. Right? Yeah. Um, If I was Mario making, that would be a source of great contention for me. So it's probably good that I'm not Mario making and I don't have that stress in my life. <laughs> yes, please join us next time when we are going to have a special holiday episode with all of your favorite guests and we'll be talking about like game of the year stuff and having like a retrospective and it should be a good thing and I'm putting more effort into this than usual so please come listen I think it will be great. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's it's going to be a good time. I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything but I was told that there might be like some grilled meats involved. Like on there a, will be on a flat bread. There will be certain grill gimmicks. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Grill Gimmicks and come on down to Chevy Ford Subaru. We got uh if the if you like the show, uh if you're listening to this just somewhere, you found an episode somewhere, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at Liku. We're around on Tumblr and stuff sometimes. And uh, you know what? You can go and check out our YouTube page, although I think I'm going to change that soon to be on brand. Mm. So uh, I'll tell you more about that next time. You can follow uh, me on Twitter. I'm Airpy. It's spelled like the Association of Independent Radio Producers of Ireland. If you guys yeah. are out there and you want to buy my handle, hit me up. It's gonna be enough to. It's gotta be enough to pay for my next couple semesters of high, college, though, not high school. So that's hard to say. You don't pay for high school in America. Of all the things to not pay for, um, well, I mean, you don't get anything out of it, so you get what you pay for. Whoop. If you're listening to this through the site or through iTunes, uh, Nick, you, you know, can find... Nick, you know our... I'm an education major. Why are you baiting me like that? <laughs> no, you're going to be the one to fix it. You're, but you're not done yet. You're still in the oven. Yeah, that's true. What if I come uh, out of the oven and I've just been like... I've just... They've, you know, I'm an agent now. I... Anyway, I'm sorry. Well, then I know what I have to do. <laughs> oh, we took that blood oath, and now... Just like it... Just like in uh, Mario <laughs> Sorrow. Anyway, keep going. If you're listening to us uh, on our website or you subscribe to us on iTunes, you can find the other shows that Aliku Studios puts out. We have Orbiting the Ghost Planet, where we watch and then talk about Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And we have No Credit Continue, where we review games that are freeware and free-to-play and are the ones that are worth your time. Uh, also, if you are the kind of person who still sends email and you have some kind of feedback, questions, topics you'd like to hear us talk about, stuff like that, you can send that to podcast at alikustudios.net. That's pretty much it. And uh, before we close up, uh, I guess I'll, I'll potentially plug for myself. I've been playing around with PlayStation 4 streaming uh, recently, as I just bought a, a PlayStation 4 recently. And I'm actually interested in playing uh, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, with all the remake hype in the air. I've been thinking back to that conversation we had with uh, Roy a while back. Uh, and I may be streaming that 
Uh, so look for that in the future. And if you're going to do that through YouTube where it gets archived, then uh, when I figure out exactly how I want the YouTube page to be set up, you can find a playlist of that there. Yep. Like uh, everything that happened up to the untimely demise of the Long Wars up there. Uh, me doing Skyrim random start runs are on there, uh, along with some Nuclear Throne stuff and GTA stuff. It's a weird mix up there. Mm. Plus, we have some other things in the works as far as video content stuff going. If you really so, want to see me play Final Fantasy VII, uh, buy me a headset. <laughs> Listen, I'd love to see you play more Blacklight. Buy me a headset. <laughs> okay. You don't have to buy me a headset. It's okay. Okay. The fans I'm do. I'm working. I got money now. Anyway, wrap it. Wrap. All right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we look forward to having you all hear us next week, next time. And until then, take care of each other. Yeah, be good to each other. Yeah.